Coming up on Tech News Today, WordPress is under attack. So's the time zone database. Actually, the guy is just tired and he's retiring. Somebody else is going to have to take over maintaining that thing. And iPads not only may kill PC sales, but they have developed a new species of man, the undercover covered lover. We'll explain next. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Tech News Today is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tech News Today for Thursday, March 3rd, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by MailRoute.info. MailRoute is a secure hosted service that provides enterprise-grade virus and spam filtering to companies of any size. Try it right now, absolutely free, at MailRoute.info. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm Jason Howell. And this is the show where we kick around the tech news of the day and try to make some sense of everything for you. Give you the real story behind the story. Give you the dirt. We have joining us someone who just posted a story. What? Behind the story. What? Actually, it was a story of a story. Mr. M.G. Sigler, writer guy at TechCrunch. Yeah, hi. How's yeah. it going? Um, thank you for taking a break from your uh, horrid posting schedule to, <laughs> to, to talk with us on TNT. Yep. You never stop working. Yeah, news never stops. So. That's true. Oh, boy. The news never that stops, That sounds Lane. like just a, something a writer would say. News never <laughs> stops. You I'm that important. You can't take a break for the news, Lane. No. All right. Uh, we, we're sort of experiencing, we were talking about this before the show, a, uh, the effect of a tsunami when it sucks all the water out of the harbor before it hits, except in reverse, the Apple news yesterday sucked all the news out of the news world. Right. I'll say. I think a lot of people want to do uh, get stuff out right before it, and then they kind of uh, are waiting a few days after. Yeah, so there's a there's a little bit of a vacuum. Uh, so not a lot of, like, earth-changing stories today. Some interesting stuff, though. RIM is preparing, according to Boy Genius Report, to bring BlackBerry Messenger to Android and iOS. Uh, the idea would be that the Android app would come out sometime this year. An iOS version would come out later. It would be a stripped-down version of BlackBerry Messenger. No word on how much it would cost. But Daryl Etherington over at GigaOM had a really interesting take on this rumor, if it's true, saying that this could be RIM having their IBM moment. IBM got out of hardware and said, we're going to be an enterprise service business. Maybe RIM's looking at the declining sales of hardware saying, you know what, we need to prepare to do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, he also brought up the good point, though, that this is kind of uh, RIM doing it maybe a little bit too late. IBM had more foresight a little bit to do this. Uh, RIM doing it right now, you know, they see the they see the iPhone, they see all the Android devices. They know they have to change things. But, uh, you know, are they going to be too late to do that? And also, I mean, this is kind of weird because this is really their bread and butter. I mean, this this thing, if they bring it to the messaging services, they bring it to the other platforms, that's like... Why on earth would you buy a BlackBerry device then? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it does abandon that market, right? You you just get BlackBerry Messenger on your Android, and right? But you could also done. see that. I mean, you could argue that yeah, they're getting into this decision maybe on the late side, but it's also proactive if. If their sales are just going to continue to erode. Yeah, but they do. I mean, they need to figure out a way to charge for this then, which they're, you know, right now, the way that they do it is through BlackBerry services, through people buying the devices themselves. If they need to get this into software, they need to start doing that. There has to be a price for that software. Who's right. the Lenovo in this scenario, though? Who buys the RIM hardware business away? 
Probably Microsoft. Cashes it out. <laughs> Nokia. Yeah, Nokia. Nokia, right, right. Nokia picks up everything right. these days. Yeah. They'll take anything. Uh, the, the other interesting thing about this story in GigaOM is they mentioned that uh, RIM actually might be playing around with putting Android out on their devices, having some Android-based Blackberries. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors about that. Um, or, you know... What would it be that they could run uh, apps, right? Specifically, yeah. There's been mm -hmm. rumors about the, the playbook being able to run Android apps. Yeah, I've seen yeah. those. Yeah, that could be. You know, Android's got a huge marketplace right now. BlackBerry, of course, tried to do all the the market stuff, and it's just not working out very well. So, you know, that makes sense. On to uh, something that affected MG directly this morning, WordPress.com, yes. and the service that provides blogging backend to a lot of companies, including TechCrunch, suffered what Matt Mullenweg called the largest denial of ser service attack it's seen in its six years, and he suspects that it could be politically motivated against one of their non-English blogs, but they're just hitting the d direct domain, so it affects everyone you you said you had you experienced yeah, this yeah. right I, I think that non-english domain is totally TechCrunch france it's uh it's, it's definitely <laughs> what it is now um you know first of all wordpress.com is great you know they've hosted us for a while and we really don't have very many issues with them of course this is totally out of their control if they're getting whatever the insane amount of uh of attack data sent at them it, that it was um but yes they were down for a little bit this morning um that was pretty awful when i was trying to get three posts up at uh, a set amount of time you know and uh they got it back up pretty it's not quickly like you've though. got a workaround. No, down, I mean, and it looked like the front end of TechCrunch was still up, which is great, but the back end was totally down. We couldn't even go in, couldn't do anything about it. So, so you could enter your data, but you couldn't publish it. Yeah, you couldn't publish it at all. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Android is the best in the world. Oh, actually, in the United States, uh, at smartphone operating systems, according to Nielsen's new number, Nielsen report smartphone platform and smartphone maker penetration uh, from November 2010 through January 2011. Google's Android platform rose to hold 29% of the U.S. smartphone market. That puts it just in front of iOS at 27%, tied with BlackBerry, uh, still doing well at 27% in the U.S. Microsoft at 10%, WebOS 4%, and Symbian at 2%. So this is best in terms of units sold. Uh, yes, it's based on operating systems. Right, right. In the U.S. What yeah. makes people the happiest. Yeah. Now, manufacturing-wise, you get a little different picture. These are, you know, the, the folks who make the handsets. Android, obviously, not so dominant because they're not, a manufacturer. They're just an operating system. So Apple, which does both, and RIM, which does both, leads the way with 19%, HTC at 12%, Motorola 11%, Samsung 7 and then HP and Nokia. I think this is so much better of a way to look at numbers. And Gadget had a nice visual that at least our, our video viewers can see right now is, I mean, you look at the Android side of things and it makes a lot of sense. It's like, yes, Android, they just have so many manufacturers. They've got HTC, they've got Motorola, they've got Samsung. How do those stack up against each other? Well, turns out HTC has, has the edge right now. But that's more interesting to me than just lumping everything into Android and saying, Android has the most. Right. Because it depends on... It's, this has been, you know, these reports come out now. This has been going on for at least six months where people say like, oh, Android is poised or they have overtaken iOS. I mean, it's it's... Ridiculous. Of course they're going to do it. They have so many devices. There's hundreds of devices versus one or maybe two, you know, if you count the, the older iPhone that's still for sale. Uh, but, you know, of course they're going to far surpass. The fact that it took that long is kind of weird. Uh, and the fact that they're not that far past is a little bit weird. Uh, but eventually, you know, they will get far past. And that speaks, you know, also to how poorly Microsoft is doing. The fact that they also are on many devices and yeah. they can't seem to match what Apple and, and RIM are doing. Well, you don't want to take too much away from Android, though. I mean, a Apple only has a couple 
couple of devices, uh, you know, a handful if you count old models uh, out there. But RIM has has several several models, uh, and and uh, and also uh, Nokia has tons of models. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you know, they, of course, they they are doing something right, but they do have an advantage when you compare them directly to Apple at, at the number of right, and that's the way Apple. obviously most people do. It's kind of a two yeah. horse race at this point. So, all right, let's uh, take a quick break and thank our sponsor, MailRoute. If you've got spam, you don't have to have it anymore. Go to MailRoute.info and sign up. Uh, if you run your own domain name, all you do is edit the MX record so that your email is forwarded first to MailRoute servers where they strip out viruses and spam and then send you only the things that are, are good mail. You don't have to have a junk mail folder to, to rummage through anymore because they don't have false positives. You get the good stuff, the bad stuff stays away, uh, and it's an incredible service that you get to try out for free. Visit MailRoute.info to sign up as a Twit listener. You'll receive a 10% discount on the life of your account. Small business accounts start at $2 per user per month for 10 users. Uh, and that's really what the service is designed for, for folks who run small businesses. But if you're an individual and you're like, hey, I run my own domain. I want to take advantage of this. MailRoute has a service for you. Less than $30 per user per year for single users. Just go to MailRoute.info. I use it on a web address that I had not been able to use for a decade and revived it. So I, I can a test. It really does work. Uh, let's move on to something that won't work for very much longer, and those are the danger servers owned by Microsoft. We mentioned this yesterday that uh, T-Mobile and Microsoft have announced they're going to shut those down. And if you if you didn't hear that story, what that means, if you own a sidekick, you won't have anything but the ability to make calls and send text messages. No data on there. No contact list. All that stuff is cloud-based, so it goes away once they shut off those servers in May. Uh, T-Mobile has announced today they will give current Sidekick owners 50% off select Samsung phones as long as you sign up for a new two-year contract, or they'll waive your early termination fee anytime now between March 31st and May 31st. There isn't some way to port that data into... You can you can back it up yourself. They they yeah. actually give you a tool at T-Mobile.com to do that. Uh, but then, but it, then you're. But it wouldn't be connected to your device. There's no storage anymore. on the yeah. Sidekick anymore, so you're right. stuck with a Sidekick that wouldn't be able to have the data that you just backed up. I mean, how many Sidekicks were sold? Well, everybody needs a Sidekick. I had a Sidekick That's what too told back me. in the day. <laughs> it was diamond encrusted. Come on, you know, I had my Sidekick. Yeah, the Swarovski time. Sidekick. I didn't really, but I I coveted others. <laughs> You stole one for I, I did have a sidekick, though. I, th th I, I had one for a while, but I, I assume that this is a move that they can now make because there are so few sidekick owners. Right. right. And, you know, they don't talk... I, I don't know. Is there a way that they could, uh, you know, there could be some kind of Android app to port over all that data to do to do it? That would be cool because they, they have the app to actually uh, bring it down, you know, on a computer yeah, your, and back to, it up. That would right, be cool right. if you had something that would bring it back up if you bought say, a Samsung Galaxy S phone. Right. Just some service to do it quickly right in the store or whatever for people who still have sidekicks, probably not the most tech-savvy people you know, yeah. in, the, in the world right now, so that could be helpful to them. Right, because you have to do this by May 31st. May 31st is when the servers go off. So if you had an Android app that was able to just tap in and grab that stuff and bring it over to your new phone, that'd be brilliant. Take a, take a hint, T-Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just giving away free advice here. Google <laughs> needs some free advice. Uh, they have pimped out their personal profiles once again. These are uh, their attempt to give you a home on the web. On the web, perhaps we might call it a home 
page. Oh, yeah. Landing page, I think, yeah. is another term for no, it. No, I think homepage is, is about it? right technical level of assessment for this. Yeah. <laughs> it it reminds me a little of, a, of an early GeoCities attempt. Well, it's like, it's like Google, <laughs> it's, it's Google's, what, about.me kind of thing? I mean, yeah. it's, it's all the same yeah. idea. It's just a little bit, well, Google had Google profiles long before about.me came along. Right. It was always very ugly. Well, not ugly, even just sparse and kind of spare. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. weird. Um, it's a little. It's a lot cleaned up now. It does look a lot better, but it's still, you know, it's still designed by Google, which is the know, thing. I mean, I'm looking at my world. profile right now uh, because Do you have the new new one. Yeah, and see, and because uh, Goebel mentioned that he he had his, and so I looked at his, and I went, I don't know, what am I missing? And then I looked at mine. And I didn't, I couldn't tell the difference. It doesn't I really look new, that different. Yeah, I have the new one too. And uh, according to the Mashable article, it's fine. you've got a photo in the top left corner, essential yes. information about you below, mm -hmm. a scrapbook of photos and more detailed info about your occupation, employment, education dominates the biggest part of the page. Right. That stuff used to be in a tab. Right. But honestly, I looked at it this morning too and I was like, is it really different? I think if you're logged in, you see the new one. Sarah, I'm checking yours out right now and I'm still seeing the you're old seeing one. You're seeing the old one there. Oh, so if you're not oh, logged in, you're still yeah. seeing what you should have, yeah, what, what you've always been now. seeing, which well, is just you messy. You better follow me because I am pretty big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did keep the buzz tab though. Click. Of course, that's uh, right yeah. next to there. That was Boy, there originally. Talk about not taking the hint. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Well, I guess you just didn't want to throw it away. All that. It's yeah. a lot of work. There's all of this, you know, of course, is probably a part of what they've been doing in social, you know, the plus one stuff, all those, the, the pictures of the toolbar and everything. They, they launched the toolbar for most people now up there, and eventually they'll probably have your little avatar that you pick for this profile will be up there next to your, your picture, and you'll be able to share stuff. In a way, this is the right way for Google to go about this. Very slowly, very incrementally. Don't try to just launch something and go head to head with Facebook. Do things that make sense in your ecosystem. And this does because when you search on Google for your name, if you have one of these, this will come up yep. first. Uh, and so it gives you control of what people see when they search on you. You yep. know, uh, one thing I noticed with this new profile is if you click edit, and uh, this was not an option I had previously. Right at the bottom of my edit page, it has a one-click option to, to delete, delete my profile yeah. and disable Google Buzz completely, which wipes out any activity I've ever had on Google Buzz. So if you're trying to clean mm. up a reputation, perhaps, right. then mm. it's as if you what were you never here. Hey, I just don't use Buzz. Mm -hmm. I don't. Something to hide. And just to mention real quick, D-Dog in the chat room actually uh, says that if you use the old URL, which is google.com slash profile slash name, you get the old profile. Uh, use uh, profiles.google.com slash name, you get the new one. Well, uh, that certainly isn't confusing. <laughs> I know. Especially when you go to Google and search, search for it and you get the old one, which is what I did for you. Right. And when you have people so. going on YouTube and looking at that and thinking that's going to be your Google profile and it's a totally different profile and, you know, Google Reader and all these <laughs> other right. things. You know. yeah, it all makes sense in the end. One profile to rule them all, except that it doesn't. All right. We have some iPad fallout uh, to deal with from the big <laughs> announcement yesterday. AT&T has confirmed that the iPhone hotspot feature coming in iOS 4.3 uh, will be available at the same price as their current tethering plan. Uh, $25 data plan gives you two gigabytes per month plus an extra $20 tethering charge. So it's pretty much $40, $45 per month for four gigabytes of data plus hotspot sharing when iOS 4.3 arrives. And that, that plan will be able to take effect on March 11th. They've also added a new twist to the iPad data plan, a post-paid iPad plan. So... 
this took a while for me to wrap my head around what is actually a very simple concept, which is it's like prepaid, except prepaid bills your credit card, mm -hmm. and this will bill your cell phone bill. So right. instead, so instead of, prepaying, of paying twice, it's just billing once. you after. Right. But it's essentially the same. It's the same concept. thing. They they give you a little bit of a of a perk to do it because the uh, the data after the initial uh, two gigs, anytime you go over that, it was a, a higher rate. This will be a lower rate if you use this uh, this new plan. So if you have bad credit, you're still going to have to use prepaid. But if you had good credit, but you just don't want to sign a contract, you use postpaid, and then you get billed and you and you have a little cheaper overage charge. Uh, you know, there are a, a variety of folks who say, you know, for example, I, you know, I don't really use my iPad that much. You know, I use mine daily, but it's not for everybody. I mean, maybe you go on vacation and you don't want to bring your laptop and it's like the perfect two weeks where you yeah. know, you're going to be using it a lot right. and it doesn't make sense to do be you. How much of, of the 3G data do you use? Do you look at that ever? Well, I have unlimited, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I was in a grandfathered. Right. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I'll be honest, I... I I have a Wi-Fi iPad. I don't have a 3G iPad, and right. I use a MiFi when I need yeah, that kind of 3G way. situation. Yep. I pull that i that MiFi out for the iPad on vacation and on the very rare time that I'm not driving myself to work, and right. I want to look at feeds on the iPad. All right, that's or maybe about it. if you're sitting in an airport and there's no free Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, I mean, that's it comes true. up. A lot of airports but not have daily. it, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So this and is especially now that the you know a lot of iPad owners obviously have iPhones. Now that the iPhone has this hotspot feature and it's coming to the AT&T version, why not just use that instead of paying, you know, for the 3G separately on top of that, you know, with the with Well, the because again, if you're really just using it sporadically throughout the year, then you don't want to pay your monthly tethering plan either. Yeah, that's true. So it's nice to have options iPad is going to cut the PC market down to size, according to Gartner. They okay. now have... Uh, they won't stop. They've changed their, their estimation. PC shipments will now grow by 10.5%, they say, in the coming year, down from the robust 16%. Uh, it doesn't get better in 2012 either, according to Gartner. They expect growth of 13.6%, down from 14.8%, uh, essentially saying that folks aren't buying laptops anymore. Uh, they are buying them, but they buy them less frequently uh, they don't change them out all the time, and they're using iPhones and 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 Blackberries and and tablets uh, as a replacement. And now that the iPad 2 is out, they think it's going to be a robust tablet market out there. I know I sound like a broken record, but this is very obvious, and I don't know why they put out these reports as if anyone's supposed to be shocked. Well, of I course, it's going to eat into the. PC market. I mean, I think that PC makers were spoiled for so long. The fact that people would upgrade so often, and now that more and more people have computers, you know, most a lot of the world's population does, and smartphones are growing even faster than that. It's just, you know, it's inevitable that this was going to happen. That there's going to be people who don't need to upgrade their PCs all the time. Like, Although Gartner knew that an iPad 2 was going to come out, right? Well, they didn't figure that you know, into their earlier estimate. They're, uh, yeah, they're right on top of things, of course. Uh, also, All Things D, uh, passing along a Wall Street Journal article that says uh, that with the new launch of the iPad, uh, part makers, component makers like Samsung Electronics and LG Display stand to benefit from an increase in sales. They think iPad 2 is going to sell really well. Mm -hmm. But profit margins could actually slip for these component makers at the same time because of the number of tablets being sold. There's more competition amongst the component makers, which could drive the price of the components down. Mm -hmm. And it could drive the price of the tablets down, which would be good for us. But so that increased sales might not mean as much increased revenue for the component makers. Uh, it, all this means to me is 
huh, tablet prices might go down. That's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for us. I like that. Well, I mean, there's certainly going to be um, an influx of supply, at least this year. Yes. I mean, this time next year, it's like, what, what tablet do you want? You have 25 to choose from. Uh, a few other iPad-related stories just in dribs and drabs here. Uh, Gazelle, a, uh, a constant sponsor of, of Twitch shows, uh, says that they have been seeing a flood of people selling their iPads back to them, uh, th thus driving the price slowly downward. So if you're thinking about uh, selling your iPad, you might want to get it out there on the market now sooner than later. Well, you know, what you should have done is gone through Gazelle on Wednesday... Through Tuesday, yeah, rather. right before the <laughs> right. announcement. Tuesday, exactly. yeah, because you knew a new Thursday. one was coming, and you but, knew you were probably going to get it. But if you didn't do that, you know, Gazelle actually was an iPad Today sponsor, and Leo and I went through the process, and we were still getting like three hundred and fifty bucks for. Is that what they said? Someone said that it 30, had dropped like fifty dollars in the past day. Well, it might have dropped fifty dollars, but yeah. it's still a really good. I mean, if you want to upgrade to the iPad Two, and yeah. you think, "Well, oh, this is wasteful," and I just bought a you know original iPad, then you're certainly going to be able to get some of that money back. Now, if you just bought an iPad, you may actually qualify for a $100 refund. Apple offering $100 back to customers who purchased the, purchased the iPad before the price drop yesterday. Uh, the refund will be applied to a person's credit card and applies to all first-generation iPads. There is a catch. According to customer service, Apple's offering the refund only to those who purchased the last-gen tablet within 14 days of yesterday's announcement. Okay, because I was going to say that applies to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me too. Hey, I just bought this a year ago. Can yeah. I get a $100 back, You know, it's back, a new please? device, less than a year old. So uh, I don't have the receipt. So if you bought, if you bought an iPad less than two weeks ago, then you can get a $100 rebate. And that's because they dropped the price $100. Right. Right. Well, and that's the, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to upset everybody. And finally, Walmart and Best Buy advertise the availability of Apple's iPad 2. Uh, Best Buy says it will have it on launch day, March 11th. Haven't seen whether Walmart has clarified that or not, so we don't know for sure whether they're going to have it on launch day or not. Yeah, what's, what's a little weird about this is all the rumors leading up to the iPad 2 launch were talking about how supplies would be constrained and maybe they would even have to push the launch of the iPad 2. But if they're going to launch it, you know, on this on March 11th date with not only at Apple stores, on Apple.com, and now with Best Buy, I mean, those are the huge retailers in the United States. And then, of course, two weeks later, they're doing 26 or whatever whatever other countries. countries yeah doesn't yeah. sound like things are too constrained unless it's apple buying up all the uh, yeah there's the, the, the i tell you what's constrained is anybody trying to make anything besides an ipad because they bought <laughs> right. up, they bought up all the components right good luck Sam. uh I, I and they're not doing pre-orders either yeah which if they had a constrained supply you think they'd be bending over backwards to make sure that they got pre-orders in there so they could reserve the right amount and tell people hey we're you're not going to get it right away now why am i hearing conflicting reports that there will be pre-orders available there may be, but they haven't announced it yet. Yeah. So yeah. When are, are they going to do it? I mean, we're a week away tomorrow. Right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the day before. Oh, yeah. pre-orders. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they will do it tomorrow. You never know. All right. On down to the news fuse. C.J. Land sent that one in. Nice that news. Awesome. That's a news fuse reboot right CJ, there. C.J., well done. Yeah. Uh, Gmail should be back up and fully restored. That was actually video of Gmail being restored. Uh, <laughs> for the thousands of users who lost messages or were unable to log into their accounts over the last four days, Google said late Wednesday night uh, that they got everybody back. They did caution that there was a chance some users could still be having Gmail problems. And if you are one of them, you should contact them. Send an email to gmail.com. Dash maintenance 
at google.com. Although you won't be able to send that Gmail from your Gmail account. No, you'll have to use something else. Wouldn't, wouldn't it suck to be one of those hotmail. people you're like, actually, no, still missing all my email. Oh, that so would good suck. Gmail's yeah. like, it's, it's everybody. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine except for you. Um, <laughs> also back up is the Windows Phone 7 op- update, software update for Samsung smartphones, which Microsoft had suspended after reports of tech glitches and stalls. Wah, wah. The software patch is being sent out on a rolling schedule, so you see a message on your phone. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. On your phone when it's available and hopefully the future updates. The bring actual functions, you know, like copy-paste that we've been hearing so much about will uh, be as smooth as silk or satin or pudding now. Mm, pudding. Chocolate pudding. It's smooth. Pudding pops. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Spam King is free. Yeah. Oh. After nearly four years in prison, Robert Soloway, has, who admitted to sending more than 10 trillion spam emails in his career, was released from the Federal Correctional Institution in Sheridan, Oregon. He told Wired his spamming days are over. Probation officers will actually monitor every email Soloway sends and every web page he visits for the next three years. Very Mitnick-like. Um, I so want his email address. Oh, yeah. You know who Robert should not hook up with ever? Charlie Sheen. Yes. Things could get bad. Best buddies. You know what you got to do? You got to stop paying attention to those people. They're not winning. They'll go away. You want to win? In what would make a great Saturday morning cartoon for patent geeks, Microsoft and Google have joined forces to fight patent crime. Yes. They're filing suit against a company that holds a geotagging patent and sued 397 companies just last year. The Wonder Tech twins want the patent declared invalid and seek an injunction to prevent further lawsuits over it. Oh, and right when the patent troll was filing an IPO, too. So, foiled again! Curses! To the patent mobile! Uh, Demand Media has made its first acquisition since its initial public offering in January, purchasing popular live blogging tool Cover It Live. Uh, The purchase will bolster Demand Media's Pluck social media platform. Why did they name it? Pluck. Because it's funny. Anyway, Pluck lets customers add online forms, photo galleries, and other social tools like Cover It Live. Uh, Demand had actually previously invested in Cover It Live in 2009 and already started integrating it into Pluck back then. So now they can integrate it all they want. Not having done a lot of they live blogging myself it. uh, at CNET or at TechCrunch, have you guys used Cover yeah, It Live we, before? Because uh, I'm not familiar. I don't typically use it, but I don't do a lot of live blogging, you know, rapid fa- rapid pace at these events anymore, but we do, some of the guys do use Cover It Live, so I don't know how this will affect that at all. I hope it stays the same, but I don't know. Hmm. And Gadget's reporting on a few reviews of Intel's Core i7-990X, calling it the best performance ever. Best performance However, ever. far from best value, it has a screaming 3.46 gigahertz default speed that can be turbo boosted to 3.73 gigahertz, 12 megabytes of L3 cache, and three channels for DDR3 uh, memory. So fastest chip ever tested possibly, but still not enough to justify the 999 price tag, say most reviewers. Thousand bucks is still too much. TechCrunch reports Disney has acquired an HTML5 gaming engine startup called Rocket Pack, uh, based out of Helsinki, Finland. A spokesperson said Rocket Pack provides an integrated solution for plug-in-free browser game development. No Flash required, and no App Store required either, so maybe we know why they're doing this. Yeah, there's this is, and this is also a big movement that uh, Facebook has been pushing a lot, too. They're trying to get more, more and more developers doing HTML5 stuff, and specifically around games, so this could play into that as well. Hmm. Two senators teamed up on the hunt for spectrum for wireless internet. 
Looking far and wide, Senators Olympia Snow and Senator John Kerry introduced legislation that aimed at solving some of the biggest threats to the mobile Internet. Among promoting innovation and all that good stuff, the act will take an inventory of who owns what spectrum, something that incredibly does not exist. Doesn't exist? We don't have a, we don't have a list of who owns what? No, but wow. the senators will figure it out. They're going to get to the bottom of this. Crime-fighting senators Snow and Kerry are on the case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got a couple of uh, things to finish up with. Uh, scientists have invented a tractor beam, or at least they, they've got the concept that they think uh, will actually work. Essentially, uh, shooting lasers uh, at a target, and as the atoms or molecules of the target absorb and re-radiate the incoming light, uh, the fraction re-radiated forward along the beam direction actually interferes and gives the object a push backwards towards the source, which acts like suction. So you can pull with the light beam. Pull what? Any object, like you. I could shoot you and just, like, drag you along. That is awesome. It's like a lasso, a virtual lasso. It's, have you ever seen Star Wars? <laughs> or a tractor yeah. beam. Take me to your leader. Listen, I'm just trying to, I don't know. That's no moon. It's a space station. Digital lasso, that's good. And it's a digital lasso. It's, yeah, it it's going to make rodeos fun again. You have to again. swing it over your head, too, before you, uh, you actually... Yeah. Uh, right. It's a particular kind of, of laser that they have to use called a Bessel beam. So sorry, I'm not up on the laser lingo, everybody. All right, fine. How about this? The time zone maintainer is retiring Okay. Uh, it's used in Java. It's used in every flavor of Linux and Unix. Uh, in SQL, Oracle databases, RFCs refer to it. It's a time zone database that keeps all of these crazy time zones mm -hmm. relevant and equal in all of these programs. And it has been maintained voluntarily, not by a government agency, not by a committee, but by Arthur. Arthur, the time Arth zone maintenance Arthur guy? Has, Arthur David Olson has maintained the database, coordinated the mailing list and the volunteers, and provided a release platform, and he's tired. <laughs> he's done. He's like, I'm retiring. Uh, so the IANA is developing a transition uh, strategy, but really, well, really for interesting. Nothing, Arthur. We need you. Well, Look. I guess he's, he's, been, he's been hard at work for a long time now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think he so, deserves a break. Okay. Yeah, a little time off. Well, you know, then you have my applause, Arthur. Uh, we lo we loved uh, all the work that you did for us uh, well in the time to zone Arthur arena. Olson. To Arthur. Well done. Okay. On to the calendar. Speaking of time. Uh, Bing's launching deals. Yes, that is right. Bing is getting into the whole deal. Everybody's getting into like Groupon, Living Social, all that uh, stuff. I'm so tired of deals. I don't have a good reason. You don't like for saving it. money. You no, want no, ripoffs. No. Big <laughs> ripoffs. <laughs> it's the next I big just want wave. Normal price. <laughs> I want to pay double or nothing. No, it's not. No, it's not that I, I. I. Of course, I like deals, but it's that it's that coupon culture that you end up spending more because you just convince yourself. You know, it's like women. Right, that's and, why the companies do it. I mean, well, exactly. That's why I'm I'm stuff. I'm weary of the whole deal thing. But whatever. So tired. So tired. Like David Olson. Uh, Arthur David Olson. Ar Arthur, yes, yeah. Arthur. Well, he was he was doing some good work. He was maintaining time zones. Right. Okay. That's not some coupon. the whole world's time zones. That's not half off my next meal or anything. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Apple iOS 4.3 GM available now to developers. Gold, baby, gold. I'm not That's a not developer. That's not a big surprise, but it's out. Yeah. 
Uh, Motorola Zoom 3G arrives in the UK for 600 pounds and gets a listing on Amazon.de, which uh, that's, that's Germany, Germany, Deutschland, for 700 euros. So 600 pounds, 700 euros. That's about the same, isn't it? Mm, is that? That's pretty close. Yeah, it's close. Because yeah. the US dollars is almost twice what pounds would be. Mm -hmm. So it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, the LG, LG Optimus Pad listed on, again, Amazon's German site for a slightly less less um, hefty 899 pounds off of, what was it originally? That was, uh, I think there was a rumor there was going to be 1,000 euros. Oh my gosh, Really? I think 900 euros still sounds like a lot. Yeah. Julian Assange sets out to bid to appeal his extradition to Sweden. We're Not a surprise. Well. Yeah. He had what? He had uh, 30 days from the it's point that. Seven days. It was seven. And this was Gosh, the seventh day. Was that just day. a week ago now? He didn't rest. He appealed. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I, he, he, said he, would, he said he minute, would. He said he would. Last possible so, second. So he was the man, man of his word, I guess. Uh, Sony's PSP Go officially drops to 150 bones. That's American dollars. Yes. I've no, Sometimes I don't we even call know, them bones. Like, you know, I cover the stuff. I, don't, I have no idea what a PSP Go is. Is it? That's the one like, without the UMD slot. Oh, okay. I still don't know. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the worthless one. Oh, it's, it's the one that's $150. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's the one. Um, and a reminder that our South by Southwest coverage is coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next, on March 12th and 13th, that's Saturday and Sunday. We're doing a bunch of stuff. We'll be out roaming around, using the live view, talking to people, going to parties. It's going to be great. Uh, uh, Sunday the 13th is our big day. We will be shooting an episode of TNT, the show live, episode of Twit Live. We'll have a meetup afterward. That all happens at a place called Momo's, which is at 6th and in Rio Grande, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and please come. Uh, we have a PlanCast, by the way, PlanCast.com slash twit. Uh, it gives you all the information that you might not already have, and if you can't be with us, you can watch us, because we'll be streaming everything live at live.twit.tv, so join the party at home. And all of the tech celebrities you care about will be there. At our meetup? We're going to have Baratunde, we're going to have Callie Lewis. It's going to be great. Felicia Day, uh, you, you gonna me, Leo... I don't know if you care about that. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're sick of us, but we'll be there. Yeah. Veronica Belmont. It'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. You We're going to have a by. good time. You're going to be at South by Southwest? I will be there. MG Sigler will MG be there. MG Sigler is going to come by. See? He's going to be picking up the tab. I heard that. Mm -hmm. really, I heard that too. Well, he works for I got, I know a, big, like I got a big the, discount. I'm gonna I know you like the Bowmore scotch, but the 18-year-old is, is the best. Is it? Yeah. And most expensive. Well. So, there you go. Now we know what MG will be buying all of us. On to the voicemail. 260-TNT-SHOW is our phone number. Or you can email us a video like Derek did. He's responding to Sony. Or actually Nintendo from yesterday. Hey, TNT crew. This is Derek Hart from New York City. Uh, in response to Nintendo CEO Iwata's comments yesterday, the issue isn't that there's a splintering in the mobile gaming industry. In fact, I think Nintendo's biggest worry is that some of their biggest partners, Capcom, Square Enix, etc., have been developing games for the iOS platform. The quality games such as Super Street Fighter 4, uh, The Sims 3, Angry Birds, all in the 3DS lineup, as well as classics such as Secret of Mana, Civilization, um, Grand Theft Auto, Mega Man, Resident Evil, Madden. Well, not only are they available for the iOS platform, but all the games put together is still cheaper than one 3DS game. Just a thought. Love the show, guys. I like how it looks like he's in a video game. 
Yeah, he, you know, he actually recorded that in a really something. beautiful area of New York, and it, we couldn't hear him. So we, we asked him to re-record. Nuts. He was like, okay, I had to go somewhere quiet and ugly. <laughs> it was like, moments later, an army guy came down from above him, and that was the end of Derek. But what do you think of that point? I mean, I, I think he's, he's right. Like, these games just are too expensive. And that's yeah. one of the reasons we like mobile games. And they're 99 cents. Right. 99 cents at most $5 or whatever. And yeah. that's, you know, way less than all, all those other ones. So, you know, of course, Nintendo still has its, its bread and butter things, Mario and Zelda, which they aren't putting on iOS anytime soon. But all those other games, I don't know why you go with that way. Now, I got a little bit reactionary about the hype over the case. No, I'm sorry, cover <laughs> of the iPad 2 uh, yesterday. Yeah, I believe you said something like $70 for a piece of leather. For a useless piece of leather, mm. I may have said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, while many of you agreed with me, there were some who had different perspectives like this color. Hey, TNT crew. I'm not going to get into the whole names because I'll just hurt someone's feelings. I was just watching the show and listening to you guys talk about the uselessness of the cover for the iPad 2. When I saw this, I knew exactly who it was marketed to. Owners of cats. I have cats. The number one thing they like to do is step on my iPad. So if I had something I could just put over the glass, set it aside, cats can walk on it all they want, don't hurt the screen. That's perfect. Thanks. Love the show. Now, as a also a cat owner, mm -hmm. um, I, I po possibly potential crazy cat lady. I, I, totally certified. Uh, I have a I'm a I'm the mayor of Crazy Cat Lady Town. Uh, you can do this with a regular case too, though. So it's not as if the cover mm. is just this new thing that will keep your cat off of your iPad. I, I I love the idea of the cover. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I mean, my Dodo case will also keep cats from walking on my. I head. I'm a big lover of this cover. Yeah. I got to play with it. You're yesterday. a cover lover. I'm a cover lover. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you were able to say that. that. <laughs> First step. No uh, let me get an that out. Cover I need to get that out there. Um, I got to play with it yesterday. You know, at the hands-on time after the event. It is. Uh, it's really great. I mean, it's crazy that no one did this before. I mean, I mean, I guess you know the magnet stuff is is a big part of this, and Apple knew exactly the specs that they would be working with. But it works really well for what it's trying to do, which is just you know. Cover the iPad. I'm surrounded no, from on the back. From cats, yeah. <laughs> Nitin uh, wrote in and said, geez, Tom, I know the Apple Smart Cover is a little overpriced, but doesn't feel just like just a piece of cloth to me, at least. I own a case, which I only use when I go outside to protect the screen, and then a Griffin Loop stand when I'm in bed to prop up the iPad to use it to read and watch stuff. Apple's Cover can do both for me now, hopefully. I'm optimistic that it will, but what's with all the yelling? All right, it probably wasn't worth the yelling, but... Well, I still—I tell you, I, I explained my biggest problem with it was the fact that it's a thing that I, when I take it off, now I have to remember where I left it and yeah, what I'm doing with it. You can just fold it around the back. It stays like t uh, hinged. But it's to not the attached. I'm going to knock it. it. I'm it not going to knock it off. I'm, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a, attached by a magnet to the side of the iPad, and then by when you a put magnet. It around the back. Yeah, I don't believe in it's magnets. It's pretty. It's pretty. You don't believe work. in it's magnets. How do you plug in your MacBook? Huh? Huh? And this thing gets knocked off all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not as like, good as the one that actually was attached. How many times a day are you like, geez, this magnet sure doesn't work. It just won't work. stay in there. At least <laughs> once on average. You're going to see this thing and you'll be sold. You'll be all sold. All right. All right. Well, that's what ZX has been saying in the chat room. He's like, you need to see it before you get so mad. So I will take his challenge and I will reserve my judgment on the cover you, until I actually see it. You might be an undercover, no longer undercover cover lover. That's possible. As well. Cover hater. Yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Next email from Mark Heil, uh, who has a theory about the cover. The 
undercover, not a case. Everyone thought it was strange when Apple announced this bumper case for the iPhone 4. The reason for that became clear when the antenna problem cropped up. With the dual-core processor, though, and nine times faster graphics, the iPad 2 is probably giving off a lot more heat, and I bet covering the back with a traditional case creates an overheating problem. So having just a cover for the front, which even puts the device in sleep mode when used, might just be to avoid heat issues. Uh, but no. now, MG, you had just said that you can, well, I guess if it's on the back yeah, and not the, the front, right. it's never both at the same time. It's just wrapped around, right? Right, and it's never like some of those, like the, uh, the Dodo case, you know, where it's fully encapsulated within that thing. It's not like that at all. So, you know, I don't know, maybe. Maybe if Apple starts banning all the other cases, you know, that use uh, that wrap fully around the iPad too. Maybe I mean, even if that. that is the the point, um, at least they made what sounds like a very um, des designed well version of not overheating your iPad. Just get ready for Covergate. I don't know exactly. if it's going to be based on the magnets or the heating, overheating <laughs> It'll issue. It'll erase your iPad somehow. Something's going to come, something bad is going I to come. I predict a lot of iPad to cover Halloween costumes this year. Just saying. <laughs> Just magnetic hmm. to the front. Just a little magnet. Yeah. Uh, you're probably you right. You want to see the back. You want to see the, the front. The product red leather Only one. half is covered at once because <laughs> I'm yeah. a cover, not a case. Wait, put it up behind your back <laughs> so you can lean back. <laughs> yeah. All right, finally, Doug, uh, responding to our, our story about or we were discussing how uh, folks in developing countries have phones even in places where there is not electricity, and we were speculating uh, how that works. Doug says he lived among the Maasai people of Tanzania for five years. He says cell phones have been more widely adopted than any other technological object except for perhaps radios, more than TVs, cars, etc. Most do not have electricity, but they do go to market with their cows and other animals, and most successful markets have electricity and a cell phone tower. Most Maasai spend the day there, so enterprising businessmen have set up charging tables. The Maasai pay a flat fee to charge their phone. The going rate when I was there was equivalent to 50 cents U.S. Prepaid plans were the norm for the phones. Text messaging was more widely used as it was much cheaper. Cell phone companies had devised ways to send money over the phone so people living in the cities could send money to their families in the village. He says he has a lot more observations, but uh, those cover... Uh, that's exactly what I, I was I was wondering, Gosh, is if they, you could just rent a little charging even though you don't have electricity where you live. That's really neat. I love this first-hand account of something that we just wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the name of those people of Tanzania. Please do send me the correction so I, I know it from Maybe now on. Maasai? Maasai. Yeah, I don't know. All right, MG Sigler, great having you on the show today, man. Thanks for coming all the way up to Petaluma. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Let folks know uh, where they can find your work. Uh, you can just find me at TechCrunch.com. I'm always writing there all he's the time. The, he's that right Apple now. guy that upsets people a lot. Right. I make people vomit. Because he likes the cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing to do yeah. regularly. You've yeah. got power. Mm -hmm. And you can find us on the web at twit.tv slash TNT. You can email us TNT at twit.tv or give us a call at 260-TNT-SHOW. We will see you tomorrow for Liquid Friday. you guys i was reading the chat room not one of y'all danced <laughs> <laughs> i felt like i really had to overcompensate to keep the party you know happening i thought you were gonna break your chair well i, I might have don't worry the uh the people working on the new studio they were dancing
Were they? Oh, yeah, totally. Look at, look at that one guy. He's getting low. <laughs> How low can you drill? Pretty, pretty low, apparently. <laughs>